overalls give me diaper butt. God damn it. I forgot I pressed record. All right. Well, hi. <laughs> Welcome to Talk Comics to Me. If you're watching on Instagram, you got a real good treat there. Uh, I am I am Champ Champenstein. And I am a failure. It happens to the best of us. I, I would say I'm also a failure, but I'm here with you, so I think that's just, like, winning in general. It just, yeah, it's, you can't have one without the other. I mean, I ain't never seen two best friends who weren't failures. <laughs> just the gruesome twosome, but. Okay, so, we're gonna talk comics. We actually had, like, nothing in common this week. So, so you're in for another real treat. Yeah, you're in for a uh, free-for-all. So, and we haven't really discussed any of our comics together, so nope. who knows what we're going to say today. Let's start. Let's get lit. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, so this is Chain to the Grave. This is issue number one. This is about a man who is brought back from the dead, and he is chained, chained to the grave. Drags around his cute little tombstone. I, yeah. I, I love that part of it. I thought it was yeah. funny. Uh, I, I don't know how I felt about this book either. I, I don't either. I really love the art. Mm-hmm. The story was like enjoyable and like silly, but not really. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly, I don't know what to feel. I have no idea because every time I saw the man, Roy, Roy, Roy yeah. every time I saw him, I was like, oh, he kind of looks like what Elvis would look like <laughs> if, you know. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. A rock, if I got, like, weird rockabilly vibes from this, and I didn't like that. I yeah, don't, I, I don't, yeah. It was, but like. But I can see what you're saying. It was so, it was weird. The art, yes, is incredible. The art and colors are just, yeah. like, gorgeous. I And I, I had fun. Like, I had fun. It was very strange, yes. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm going to read more issues to see what happens. Like, I liked his kids. I liked uh, the one, like, lady who saved him. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's just, like, there's something about it that's intriguing for sure. It's They give you very little clues as to, like, where and when this takes place. Like, they say it's the South. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, you've seen the monsters that are in this wet... What kind of world is this set in? Like, they made it seem like it was just a normal ass thing. Like, yeah, yeah this so. happened, and then all of a sudden, like, there's a, a big butt lion like running around everywhere with a green horse. Yeah, but I mean, he's come back from the dead with a grave attached to him. So right. And what's funny is like that to me. I was like, that's normal. I didn't question that part at all. It was just the animals. Uh, and honestly, for me, I think I forgot because this book was supposed to come out. A while ago. Mm-hmm. So I completely forgot what the solicit for it was or what this book was about. So I don't know what I was expecting going in, but definitely was not that. Yeah, I remember <laughs> reading the solicit, but I must have read it wrong because I thought it was something completely different. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's not like a bad thing. Yeah, no, I was like, I because I feel like I remember reading the solicit and I was like, yeah, I'm going to read this. Mm-hmm. And then I, when I was reading it, I was like, what was that? What did it say? And how did I get here? That was me too. I, even when I was looking to see what I was getting this week, I'd seen it and I was like, mm, I wouldn't have gotten that. And then I kept scrolling and I was like, wait a minute. 
I remember there was like a handful of comics that we were supposed to get already that mm-hmm. haven't come out yet. And that was, yeah, one of them. So I just brushed it off like, oh, it's never going to come out. Like the, the hundred wolves or something yeah. like that. Never going to come out. And now it's out and I have to deal with it. <laughs> Here's the consequences of your actions. They happen. <laughs> All right. You go ahead. Okay. I have Luna. This is issue number one. This is a Maria Lovett joint. Um, Yoint. Sorry. Um, it's a classic story of, you know, f- fucking and... Blood. Ma- blood, yeah, and magic. Um, but it's, like, weird because it's set during the... I assume, what is the 60s? It's really strange. Like, doing a bunch of drugs, like, hanging out. All right. Um, at a cult that I assume is n- n- very similar to the one that Charles Manson was running. But anyway, so she gets in a, a car accident and falls unconscious. And when she wakes up, she's in this place. I can't remember what the place is called. Um, but it's like where the cult is. And they're mm-hmm. like, well, you know, your, fix, your car is totaled, but you can stay here as long as you need. Like, we'll help you. But the people in this cult, I, it's, they don't refer to it as a cult, but I know that it's leading there. So I'm referring to it as a cult. Yeah, I think it says it straight up when you're learning about what this book is yeah. about. Um, in the solicit once again. <laughs> so she's staying there and she's getting to know people. And, but one of the only rules is like, you can't go into the cave, but you can leave like offerings and shit outside of it. Um, so she goes into the cave? Not in this one. I mean, I feel like she's going to because I mean, while what? all of this is happening, she's like seeing things through someone else's perspective. Okay. And it, it kind of gives like a hint, like right there. Okay. And then, yeah, like, it, it just gives you pieces of it. And they don't obviously show where, but it's like, oh, obviously that's in the cave. Yeah. And that's why they're not allowed there. But, I don't know. It's I, I like all of her stories, so I really enjoyed this one. Um, I love, I just love her art so much. Yeah, her art is really great. There's, like, a few pages that I had to, not even, they have a lot of words, like this one. Oh, my God. But I had to stop and, like, look at everything yeah, that was going really on pretty. here. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Um, it, it's like Faithless, but also very different. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is it like a Heartbeat? I mean, Heartbeat's a completely different idea, like more vampire Yeah, it's, you know, kids biting each other and killing each other and fucking. No, this is different. Um, <laughs> this is more... Uh, I just, like, I don't, like, I really like her work. I just don't feel like... I mean, her stories are just not my. They're my strange. Bag. They're very, very strange. Um, but I also, I don't know. I just kind of like how it's very fragmented, mm-hmm. almost. Like you don't get the whole picture until the very end, and then it all makes sense. Like normally, I don't like that kind of stuff, but I think just because it's her and like her art, it's fine with me. I'm like, okay, I'll take like pieces of this. Okay, as I yeah. comes, but I get you. Yeah. Okay, so then I have One Million Tiny Fires. I keep trying to call this, like, One Million Tiny Pieces or something. But One Million Tiny Fires, this is another Silver Sprocket book. This is by Ashley Robin Franklin. Uh, this is very gay. It's super... That was honestly, like, the only reason <laughs> I added it. This is extremely, extremely, extremely queer. Uh, there is a lot of nudity in it, which is cool. I had a great time. This book is, and also very weird. This book is incredibly strange. It was 
you know, a combination of two of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, like, really go into it too deep just because you have not had a chance to, like, read it or finish it. But, I mean, it's, even in its weirdness and, like, everything, you get the idea that it's kind of just about, like, relationships and how people can grow apart and just, like, a lot of other things. Um. I sensed a lot of resentment when I read the first few pages. Yeah, there is a lot of, like, I don't know, it's easy, It's I think it's easy to, you know, lose sight of, like, partnerships. Mm-hmm. And, and why you're doing it. Yeah, and it seems like they easily very much did that sort of thing, and that when things started to come, I guess, not back to normal, but in a way that some, seemed, like, comfortable, one of the characters was just, like, Willing to overlook the weirdness of that just for the comfort. That sucks. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about that. That I mean, I get it, but that, the, you don't have to. It's a weird book. I liked it. I had a good time. Art's really great. Like, I really like the black and white and just, like, the line work and stuff. The cover is incredible. Yeah, and the quarter. The, the quarter. The cover is really great. I could look at it every day, mm-hmm. all day. It's pretty. Okay. Okay, I was going to flip through this real quick because I don't remember what happens in this. Um, this is King of Black, Return of the Valkyries. Um, hold on, I have to figure out what her name is because I, I cannot remember. So, um, Jane and the Sentry were attacked by a headless celestial full of trapped souls on their way to the afterlife. So, she is trying to save his soul, but she's trying to help or get other people to help her because she obviously can't do it by herself. Um, oh, so they don't give her a name? Okay, cool. I was like, did I miss it? No. Um, the new old Valkyrie that was introduced in the last issue uh, is on her own little quest to retrieve her axe. I think it's her axe. I almost said hammer, but I was like, no, that can't be right. She, Yeah, her, her axe. Um, she's great. I love her. But that's, I mean, it's just a Thor story, essentially, within this King and Black universe. I don't know anything about King and Black, um, but I just know (laughs) some of these characters, which is why why I got it. Um, And I, well, it's also Jason Aaron, but this one was really good. I really like the narration in it. Oh, my God. I'm parched. (laughs) It's good. It's good, though. So if you're reading any of the King and Blacks, I would suggest that over any of the other ones. Uh, all right. <laughs> oh no. Sorry. Well, I guess you do have that other Marauders King and Black. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I have a book by our bestest friend. Our best friend. Chap Zangdarsky. <laughs> and uh artist is Jason Liu. This is called Afterlift. Uh, this is... I thought I had gotten that. Well, I didn't, but I, I thought I did. <laughs> uh, it's really, really good. I would really, really suggest it. Uh, it did, like I said to you, got me a little misty-eyed and weepy, just like... I know, Chip does something with stories sometimes. I mean, I feel like this happened even with uh, White Trees. You're just kind of having a good time, reading a book, and you know, like, there's Like, other, like, there are definitely themes within it that are more heavy within their tones, but it's just, like, little glimpses of that, 
And then at the end, he's just like, hey, let me just like punch your heart out and just like look at it. And it's like, cool, Chip, thanks. I did not want to cry at work, but here I am. <laughs> I unfortunately understand that feeling 100%. I was, I read a, oh my God, now I can't remember what it's called. What did we do that whole episode on? I don't. Oh, Day Tripper. Day Tripper. I was like, why can't I think of it? Anyway, I finished that at work and cried like for an hour, like had to go into the back room because I was sobbing. Yeah, no, didn't cry that hard. But this is about a Lyft driver is the best way to describe it, who ends up with a demon escorting somebody to hell. (laughs) And other demons are like coming after them. But there's that's like literally the basis of what it is, because there is a lot, a lot going on in there. Uh, It's a a really good book. Honestly, the art is really, really great. Uh, the story is really good. I I mean, I expected to enjoy this, but I did not expect to enjoy it this much. Mm-hmm. Um, this did actually come out during COVID or like around that time uh, digitally and okay. won an Eisner. Oh, that. And so then this uh, is actually the collected okay of that so that makes more sense i was like i'd heard it before maybe that's why i recognized the name and was like i thought i ordered that yeah but i yeah highly suggest this i would hit up your little comic shop and like order it or whatever because it's good i had a real good time do we have any extra copies of it okay nope okay uh pj picked up the other one okay of course he did (laughs) he usually does pick up those okay I have Resonant. This is issue number seven. Um, little boy Ty rejoins the family in the house only to tell them that the the weird church that he was staying at directed the bad people to their place because it's just a place to live. So they have to pack up all their stuff and leave. Ty's girlfriend, I don't know, or his wife, sorry. It's a weird thing because of the church. Uh, shows up on a horse and is like, yeah, let's get out of here. And then a wave hits, and Ty ends up killing someone and has to live with it. Meanwhile, the dad, just getting off of the island where that guy was hunting all of them, uh, they have a boat now, so they're leaving, but there's a big storm, and then when the wave hits, it destroys them. So you're kind of left, like, not knowing whether or not they're They're alive, alive. because that's the dog that was on the boat with them. (laughs) All right. So it's it's still very interesting. I feel like it's gonna be wrapping up soon. Okay, that sounds like a, or it's one of those things where it could go on for. Yeah, well, because now they're okay. like traveling to their mom's house, who has never been mentioned before, so we don't know like what her story mm-hmm. is and stuff, and so there's a lot of things that they could still do to it, but I don't know. It would they could end it in like the next couple issues, and it would still be like a really Fine. good story. Yeah. Cool. All right, I have. Future State, Wonder Woman. This is issue number two. This wraps this up. And Yara Floor is just trying to save one of her fellow sisters from hell. Art art in this book is really great. Uh, I guess they are continuing her story in a Wonder Girl book. I did see a tweet about her being from Idaho, though. So I don't know about that when she's supposed to be, like, she's Brazilian, which... You know, doesn't mean she can't 
be from Idaho, but wouldn't it just be like that much better if she just was, you know, from Brazil? Anyway, what do I know? I'm no writer. Uh, I did, I did really enjoy like the book as a whole. Like I really liked like Yara and her character because it was a lot of fun, but also like feeling the weight of her trying to save somebody that meant a lot to her and failing was like an interesting sort of thing to see. It was really nice how like they did it in a couple issues. Yeah. That's so good. I do need to to read this, you know? I would I might enjoy this. I was like that was a drastic art change, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's a different story at the end, so. Yeah, I'm done. Oh. <laughs> Um, this is the Chimerian, uh, the Frost Giant's Daughter. This is issue three. This is the last one of this little part. Um, the, the goddess thinks that she's defeated Conan, but he can never be defeated. So he gets up and <laughs> chases her through the snow, like drags himself because he wants to kill her, which I thought was really funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because she's, like, telling him, stop, stop, no, like, I'm a goddess, stop this. And he's still just dragging himself. And then um, he manages to, <laughs> yeah, um, he angers someone, her dad, I believe. That's what I'm led to believe anyway. Um, and he is okay. And then he leaves. And when he's found, he is found by his people who he had gotten separated from. Finds out that. He thought he had been out for two days, but it had only been, like, since that morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so he doesn't know whether or not anything that happened was actually real. real. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. Um, but I really enjoyed this one a whole lot. There's, a, of course, the next part coming up, but I don't know. I might – I'm. I've been really enjoying these, but yeah. I just – I don't feel like they're – all of them are necessary. So I might check out the next one. Who knows? All right. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, this is Swamp Thing. This is issue number two. This also wraps up this little story where you, yeah, Swamp Thing has been looking for humans. He found humans. He's trying to save them from something bigger that's happening and kind of just like has to sacrifice everything to help the humans live. Very Swamp Thing sort of sad the whole time. Yeah, deal. Uh, but then this, I don't know, I'm getting, they are doing a Swamp Thing series after this, and I am getting that, so I'm Is excited. It, like, following up what happens in here? Honestly, did not look at that. Okay. Because I, I do remember seeing that, but I didn't know, like, any of the, the new series that are coming out, if they relate to the Future State ones at all. Yeah, I'm assuming some of, like, some of them do, because, and I would almost think that they can definitely tie in whatever they're doing, like, from this to the next story because mm-hmm. it makes sense so because i know that's what they're doing with dark detective it's the story is finished in mm-hmm. detective like pen 34 or something like that it's, i don't know <laughs> it's possible i just not a big dc person so i just don't know how this works <laughs> yeah i mean and it's not like they really gave us any sort of indication on any of that so. yeah that's true they were saving that <laughs> yeah 10 okay this is my last one. I got a few more. It's okay. Okay. This is the King and Black Marauders. Um, our cute little marauders are on their way to New York to save Storm and Cyclops, who have been taken over. It's it's weird. 
Um, they get distracted on the way there by a ship who sends out like an SOS call because it's sinking. They save some people from it and then mm-hmm. they find out there's more to it than that. And Magneto plays a good guy for the humans. Weird, in weird. return for a favor. <laughs> <laughs> a very easy favor, but a favor nonetheless. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's a really cute conversation between Emma and Magneto. And then the conversation that Magneto has with the, the human is uh, is very cute, too. So I I think this is the only one. Might I, I'm not sure, honestly. I didn't even look. I don't remember ordering it. Is it just because I have Marauders? No, it was on, on your special orders. Hmm. Must have ordered that the same time I did the other history of the DC universe. Who knows? I don't. <laughs> All right. So next I have uh, the dreaming waking hours. This is issue number seven. So Heather is dealing with the cut she got from Puck. And I... So I miss this in all of these issues of the dreaming. Uh, Heather is a transgender woman. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, There are several scenes where they allude to that with uh, the drugs she has to take. Estradol. Estradol? Estradol, I believe is what it is. Forgive me if I'm saying that wrong. Do not mean to. I can't Uh, pronounce a lot of prescription names, to be honest. So... She is in the hospital. There was a turf nurse who would not let her have her meds. So another. I you were going to say turf war. <laughs> I mean, basically. There was a turf war. Uh, okay. <laughs> so the other nurse is going to Heather or going to Heather's house to try to find her meds or get her meds. Her boyfriend is looking for her. She calls this raven and asks the raven to look for her like protection amulet there's a lot of stuff going on and then ruin is also just like i'm looking for this boy that i saw in like the dreaming i need the boy this is why i'm here (laughs) art is still really great one of my favorite parts is the nurse as she's going to look for the meds she can act she's like a true i think he says uh a truth seer or something like this truths true sight true sight yeah so she can see like what ruin and this angel actually look like and not like their human form that everybody else sees which i thought was really really cool i do like that yeah it was really fun uh so yeah i this book is so much fun i like it so much it's one of those things where i i usually put off reading it not on purpose but just because it's like eh, whatever and then every time i read it i'm like i fucking love this book Mm -hmm. like Nick Robles' art on that first, like, run or first part of the story arc was really, really great. And then, what is this, Javier Rodriguez? Yeah, it, like, has been, his art just fits so well and just the colors and everything are just so beautiful. It, He's yeah, really good at faces. Yeah, and I think, too, like, with the way the story is, like, being about Puck and being a little more about, like, fairies and, fairy, like, a fairy world, It's it fits just with, like, the colors and, like, the way his art style works, too. Oh. Really great. I would highly, highly suggest it. Don't know how... Don't know. <laughs> don't have to know anything about the Sandman universe or the dreaming. I mean, it kind of just, like, fills in the blanks. I'm sure knowing that information is helpful. Right. But it, it still does. It does the work. Um, And now... Sorry, everybody. I have Far Sector. This is issue number 10. I actually did not read this. I want to go back and read... Uh, the other issues again just because there has been feels like it's been a couple months 
Maybe it hasn't been that long. I No, I feel like it has been. Because when it came out yesterday. Yeah. Tuesday. Like, t- technically, yeah. yeah. Uh, when it came out, I couldn't remember when I had seen one last. Yeah, and it's just like when I read the last issue, I felt like I... It had been such a long time, too, that I was still, like, a little sketchy on the story. So mm-hmm. I would like to go back and, like, reread all of the issues and get it as a whole. Because I do really love this story. And I think it does, like, pace itself really well. So I, And the art is really great, too. So, And by N.K. Jemison, who I love. I know. I just love. <laughs> I cannot say enough good things, but I won't do it. Uh, I'll just continue on now. Which is another reason why I want to catch up on this and, like, reread is just because now I'm like, oh, I think I have a better idea of, like, her voice, mm-hmm. too. Uh, and so next I have Fear Case. You can't really see the title, which does not matter. Uh, this is issue number one. This is by Matt Kent and Tyler and Hillary Jenkins. Uh, Tyler and Hillary Jenkins did King of Nowhere with William W. God, W. Maxwell Price. Yes. Prince. Prince. Prince, yes. <laughs> Why do these people have such wild-ass names? Just make it easy. <laughs> make it easy on me. Uh, so I really love, like, there are, Tyler does the pencils, and then his, I guess, Hillary, his Hillary. His Hillary. <laughs> does the colors for it. But this is a story about, I think it's in, like, Constantine where there's, like, that spear or whatever that's, like, bad things follow it everywhere. Mm -hmm. So this is just, like, a case, a briefcase sort of thing where, like, bad things follow it everywhere. And basically these cops, detectives, are trying to find the case and everybody who works on the case seemingly, like, loses it is, like, what they're alluding to. And so they, the partners you're following only have, like, two more weeks or three more weeks left to find the case. Mm -hmm. And they're, like, the closest of anyone's ever been. So it, like, kind of shows you where they start. And then it shows, like, kind of fast forward and shows you talking to another couple of detectives, shows them talking to another couple of detectives about, like, what what the case they're working on is. And if, like, they fail, then it'll go to them sort of thing. So... It's like uh, me with the Hellraiser box. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I really liked it. I really, really liked this first issue. I mean, it, you know, the idea of this case is kind of like, I don't know, played out a little bit. Right. Like it exists. But I do, I do like the way they kind of came at it. And I am excited to like, the character development was really well, like within this first issue. And I'm really excited to just see what this case does, what these detectives do. And, you know, I'm a sucker for a good good detective story. Mm-hmm. It's funny, like, how big of a difference, like, a good writer makes on a story or a situation that has been told, like, a million mm-hmm, times before. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. And, then, like I said, I really like the art, too. So, mm-hmm. it, like, that really plays into it quite a bit. I feel like it has that, like, kind of Department of Truth vibe in itself, but not really, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the way it feels is, like, that same kind of, like, grittiness and, like, underground, like, business. Dirty. 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 But, yeah. I would also suggest this book. Okay. I had, I had a good time. I'll have to check it out. I don't know why I didn't get it. Yeah, this was one I, like, thought you would have gotten. But, I mean, also, 
I wouldn't say you would dislike it, but I wouldn't say it would probably be your favorite thing. Right. I don't know. Maybe I was just like, I went back a couple times and was like, meh, I'm still in on it. Yeah, and I think this was actually a book I did go back and forth on a couple times, but then finally in the end, I just, you know, decided I knew I'd like the art. I usually will give a Matt Gint book a try because mm-hmm. I most of the time like his books. And even if I don't, like if it's like a mid, mid-grade mid book to me, I still enjoy it. Like, right. like Bang. I was just like. Oh, yeah. I, w- I was about to ask <laughs> what other things has he written? Like in cause... Black Badge. Okay. I didn't read either of those. I was like, have I read anything by him? Yeah. I don't think so. And I, I can't, like I'm, there. I think those are the ones I don't. I feel like there's more of his I've read, but those are the ones I can, like, right. easily think off the top of my head. And those are two where, yeah, I love, love Black Badge. And then Bang, for me, it was just, like, I, st- I enjoyed it. It was just entertaining. Yeah, it was entertaining. Okay. Didn't need more. I'll have to look up some of his work because I feel like I have read something by him. And that's just, that's just going to bother me now. <laughs> All right. And so now that is Thursday. We, we did it. We didn't really, like, talk about it. We just talked about comics. We just got straight to the point today. <laughs> we're, we're we're just doing ready great. for the week to be over. Uh, so anyway, go support your local comic book shops. Go support your friends. I don't know. Libraries. Like, libraries, local artists, local creators, you know. Throw poor people your money. Do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. All right, so we love you. Thank Goodbye. You. Goodbye. <laughs>